What's up guys, welcome to another episode of the Dream Chasing 101 podcast. Today we are going to be diving into an art form that's been around for hundreds of years and with us today we have Jada. Um, so Jada, if you can just introduce yourself and tell the people who you are and what you do. Hey everybody, I'm Jada Kelly. I have um, my own private studio in Foyes as a tattoo artist. Um, yeah, a female tattoo artist in the Foyes area. And Jada, obviously, one of the questions we always ask on the podcast is when you were growing up, you know, what did you see yourself doing and how far are you from that right now? Um, so growing up, I've always, always loved art and been into art. Um, I never kind of aligned myself with the general way of working, career line work, corporate world. I've never kind of felt myself into that way. Um, however, yeah, I've just always followed art um and tattooing came along and just felt like a perfect way to align myself with how I saw my future being in the creative industry um trying to I've always kind of seen myself helping people um, and trying to affect other people's lives and I feel like tattooing is a really really beautiful beautiful way of doing that um and I think yeah I'm actually really grateful to be very close to to where I saw myself and I'm, I'm quite aligned with that at the moment which I'm very grateful for you know saying that you've always been into art when you were in school did you take art as a subject has that kind of been a huge contribution to this um i definitely think so so i did take art in school and um in matric and high school art um i definitely think it's been a huge help i mean just giving you an idea and a background knowledge of art of the way things are done of a little bit of how to tap into your own creative flow um, I definitely think that's been super helpful, as well as although tattooing and art are two very different forms, um, the knowledge of how to draw a certain something or where your highlights go or stuff like that definitely filters into into the artistic and the tattooing world. And and then obviously going from high school and now kind of choosing, you know, tattoo as the tattoo industry as your your career what kind of quali- qualifications did you have to go through, you know, to kind of become a professional tattoo artist? Um, so especially in this country, it's very different. You don't really need any qualifications per se. Um, I was lucky I, I was able to study graphic design and marketing before I went into tattooing, um, which I definitely think, definitely think has helped a huge amount with at least being able to do the design aspect behind it. Um, and the marketing for my own business however in terms of tattooing there's no formal education or formal space in which you learn um, it's more through apprenticeships um, so what you do is you apply for an apprenticeship at a specific studio that you either align with or an artist that you're inspired by or want to learn from um, and you then apply for your apprenticeship it's usually about a two-year apprenticeship um, and yeah, you work for them for two years and in exchange for your time, they then teach you how to tattoo. So you watch them, they teach you what they know, the way they know it, the what type of equipment they use. Um, and then from there, yeah, you just ex- you exchange your time and your energy and your effort for being taught how to do it. And with that, you know, not having like a set qualification, has it kind of been difficult at times, you know, kind of assuring people that you are qualified, if that makes sense? So I think... I think yes, in a certain way, especially considering that tattooing is such a permanent thing that it's a big trust game between your artist and a client. You know, you really have to trust that the artist knows what they're doing in order to put something on you for the rest of your life. However, I think in a way it's a little bit easier because of our art form, you know, it speaks for itself. You look at any of my pieces, you look at any type of artist's work, it kind of speaks for itself. So... Yes, a big part of people they trust when they ask how long you've been doing it for, I think that gives them a little bit of a safety net. Um, However, for me, in my example, I haven't been doing it very long. I was just very grateful to work hard and get really good really quickly. Um, So a lot of people do ask, you know, how long you've been doing. I say three years and they get a little bit like, oh oh my gosh. Um, But I think when they see your work and they see your portfolio, that gives them that assurance that you know what you're doing. the more that they see that looks the same, the line work, the shading, the different types of styles you do, it gives them a lot more of a safety net to understand that you are good, that they can trust you with their, with their piece. And what are some of the challenges? You've, you know, you've said you own your own studio and kind of work you know, as your own boss, and that's quite a big move in, in the creative space. What are some of the challenges that you faced you know, making that transition? Um, 
so there's been quite a few challenges. I mean, for me specifically, I left working for a studio quite soon into into tattooing. So I think the first or fear was, am I good enough? Am I going to make it? You know, there's no safety net of the studio where they, they bring in clients, they've got a name, they've got a trust already from, from being a good studio, you know. So leaving that and trying to trust yourself um, to bring in clientele as well as feeling like, am I good enough? Am I going to crack this? Am I going to be able to do this, you know? Um, but I think I think a big part, and especially in this industry, is trusting yourself, is trusting your skill set. Um, I think a lot of self-doubt does come into this, you know, there's a lot of competition, especially in these areas. There's a lot of new artists coming up and amazing, incredible artists. So I think competition is also a very big fear as well. But again, just trusting yourself and trusting your work. Um, and I think a lot of the challenges that do arise would be that, would be trying to run your own business. I mean, take the artistic aspect out of it. Take your your skill and your craft that you're still busy working on daily you know, that's a lot of focus, but in the same breath, trying to run a business, how do I do the books, the accounting, how do I do all of these different things, being so young and being, you know, so new into the industry, so I think a lot of those was really, really full of fear, and it gave you a lot of nerves, but I think it's really helped me to really push myself forward, and want to do the best, and do it really, really well, being so young and new to it, you know. And the question I want to ask is kind of why move into your own studio because obviously in the creative you know industry when you work under someone you kind of work under their direction in some cases obviously tattooing is a different because you have clients you know wanting a specific piece but why kind of go into your own you know in your own direction so for me personally I don't I like to just do things on my own in a little way um, I've always aligned with trying to do that um, to, to work for yourself, to push yourself, to, to really, I, I, for me, I want to bring a different experience to tattooing. I want my clients to walk into a studio and not feel like it is a typical studio feel, especially a lot more of the old school, not that I'm bad-mouthing or, you know, defaming any of it, but for me, I really do pride myself in the experience that I provide for my clients. So, if you walk into my studio, you'll see it's a very safe space. It's a very zen type of vibe. You know, you feel calm, you feel comfortable. And I find that I was able to do that once on my own. I was able to put a lot more of who I am and what I want to achieve and what I want to give to my clients once being on my own. Um, I think it's also a big financial move in a little way as well to be out on your own to to work for yourself it is obviously nerve-wracking and you don't have the safety but it it is cool because you get to explore far more of what you would like to do you know especially being so new I think a lot of the artists that work for other studios that are really really well known and have been doing it for years they get that experience still working for a studio you know because they are as good as what they are they they get the freedom to create their space and create their name within the studio vibe or setting whereas for me I think I wanted to achieve that a lot sooner than working my way up in a studio so starting my own was a good way for me to really create what I wanted to and the story I wanted to tell and the stereotypes I wanted to change through tattooing. With you moving into your own place you know you obviously had to acquire a lot of um, equipment so if you can kind of give um, for instance if there's young people looking to kind of jump into this um, sphere what kind of equipment do you have to buy? And if you can kind of give us a rough um, indication on investment, like how much money it costs, if that's okay. Okay, so, I mean, first off, before we, we jump into that, for anyone who is looking and wanting to definitely always 100% go to an apprenticeship, you have to, have to, have to start through that. Um, I've seen a lot of people buying cheap equipment via China, online, or even macro, selling it for a little while. And teaching themselves and for me I just that doesn't align for me you I think people need to remember this is permanent that you are changing someone's appearance someone's life for the rest of their lives 
And so apprenticeships are of utmost importance. You need to learn from a studio that is clean, that is safe, that is hygienic, that teaches you the risks that are involved. At the end of the day, it is a needle going, cutting open someone's skin. So there's a lot of hygiene risks involved. So first off, always, always, always apprenticeship, at least for a year to two years, make sure they run down everything for you. If you then obviously need to know the investment or even want to have that investment before starting an apprenticeship with going in with it, um, there's lots of different ways. I mean, there you get entry-level machines that go for between two and 4,000 rand. You then get really good machines that then go from five to 10 to 15 to 20. So it's all very dependent on the brand that you use, the type of machine that you want to use. Then obviously you need your basic ink setup for your black, gray, white, and then color, your basic color setup. And that's probably about a 10,000 rand investment as well. Then you need your bed, your table, all your wrapping. There's a lot of consumable products that go into it because every single client has a completely new setup to provide a hygienic space. So in terms of your consumables, an original startup is quite hefty. I would say between, for your bare minimum, 15 to 20 um, and that's just very bare minimum, including your machine. And then obviously it increases. But once you've got your consumables and your set up, obviously that becomes a smaller monthly fee, you know. So I would say at least about 30,000 rand to, to start up with your good basic setup for a hygienic space and a good space to have the equipment that you need. And speaking of hygienic space, obviously, you know, a question that's obviously come up a lot is with COVID, um, how is this kind of, you know, become a, I want to say in, in every industry, you know, san, you know, sanitizing and hygiene has become a very um, prominent uh, subject. And how is this kind of come into place? Obviously, you have to keep a, a clean space to begin with. But how do you assure people that you are, you know, taking everything into account? So obviously it was it was super tricky in the beginning. I mean, like you said, we are a hygienic space. Every thing that is touched, every bed, every setup for your table, it is all disposed of. It is then put into medical waste, which is then burnt. It is cleaned with methylated spirits, sanitizer. It is cleaned with a special device to clean your machine. So everything is hygienic as it is. However, there is that fear of the close contact, you know. And I think coming out of COVID into being able to work again after the three months of no work, it was, that trust was really, really difficult. But I mean, we wear gloves 24-7, basically. Every time I'm in contact with you, I am wearing a pair of gloves. Every time I touch anything else, those gloves go off and a new one goes on. Um, a lot of artists already prior to COVID do wear masks, um, just based on hygiene, being close to someone, anything like that. So I think for that, it's quite normal for us. You know, we're, we're very used to sanitizing, cleaning, wearing masks. Um, obviously now we just take it up a level. So every doorknob, every handle, every sanitizer bottle, every pen to sign forms, that's all then, you know, sanitized and clean. And I think people do have a good trust, especially if they know you have a hygienic studio, that you're going to keep it clean and that it's very unlikely for the germs or for COVID or anything to be able to be spread. But in the same breath, <clears throat> with our clients, we have a COVID consent form at the same time. So if you do have been experiencing anything in contact, I have sent you a form prior, you have to let me know so that I can take it upon myself to either reschedule you so I'm not putting myself at risk as well as my future clients because if I haven't been in contact with anyone, I'm then therefore risking everyone else. So we have a pretty good system set up just to make sure people you know, are aware of the precautions that they need to take. The same as, you know, everywhere you go in the shops, it's the same thing. Now I just do that for you. So temperature check, I clean everything up make sure everything's hygienic so that there is not really a chance of spreading it in the space. And how has the reception been, you know, from people, you know, and the clients that you, you kind of deal with on a daily basis? How has it been, you know, post-lockdown, well, not really post-lockdown, but post-opening, you know, how has that kind of interaction been? And how has business been? Have you, have you seen like a massive drop in business since? So... Originally, I actually thought business was going to be super sticky. I thought there was going to be a big drop, you know, lockdown, money, retrenchment, all of these really difficult things we've been going through. You know, people are going to go, tattoos are luxury. If you can't pay your rent, you're not going to come for a tattoo, you know. So that was a big fear. But surprisingly, I'm very, very grateful for it was the complete opposite. My first day opening when I posted it, I had over like 140 messages of people really desperate to come for tattoos. 
Um, I've been fully booked for the last three months and I'm still booked for the next two months coming. So it's been really, really amazing. I think I think people, A, have been like, you know, I treat myself after dealing with lockdown. I've had a lot of clients tell me they deserve a tattoo. So it's been amazing. Um, and I think also, you know, people have, have used the lockdown period to go within and kind of reflect on a lot of self things. And, you know, they're spending their money in different ways. They're spending their money on more things for themselves, less on, you know, going out or those different type of luxury products and more for themselves. So it's been amazing. It's been incredible. I've had a lot of new clientele. I've had a lot of repeat clientele and it's been really, really busy, which I've been super grateful for. And kind of, you know, going back to asserting yourself in the industry, is there a sort of, you know, like a, a unwritten rule that if you are or want to be a tattoo artist, you need to have tattoos done on yourself? Like not actually you doing it, but you have to have tattoos or have you seen tattoo artists out there who are clean from tattoos so i think i've seen it once in my entire life so i've been getting tattooed way before i even started tattooing and so one of the people used to go to he owned a studio and he was a tattoo artist and he didn't have a single tattoo and so it was a super weird kind of situation and i don't think there's an unwritten rule about it but most likely you do i mean if you're interested in tattoos you're probably getting them. And I think a lot of clients have said to me personally, so I've heard it from them from their opinion, that it's hard to trust a tattoo artist without tattoos the same way would you trust a, you know, a hair salon or a hairstylist who has really terrible haircuts. So it's kind of the same thing, you know. If you have tattoos, you know what you're doing, you know what you're getting yourself into. I think it also creates a little bit of that, that trust and that, you know, connections go, you kind of know the pain that I'm going through. You know what it's like to get nervous prior. You know what it's like to go, do I really want this on my body for life? You know, so you as my artist have made that decision. So you can help guide me through my decision making at the same time. So I think, yeah, I think most of the tattoo artists I know and have seen internationally, locally are all basically covered or at least have quite a few of them. And I've met one guy ever who didn't and it was a super strange process. So... Yeah, because for me, you know, when I, because I also did arts in school and I was, you know, at the time there was a, a show on MTV called, I think it was Miami Inked or something like that, where it was a yeah. game show. And I was like, you know, this is really cool. I'm not really, you know, really into getting tattoos, but I was like, I could actually, you know, maybe possibly design tattoos along those lines. And it was just interesting to kind of, you know, see that, you know, on social media and, through the people you chat to that you don't really find tattoo artists who don't have tattoos. And I guess that that whole thing of kind of, you know, relate, you know, the relatability between consumer and, and artist is a big factor. Um, did you ever gain any inspiration from watching, you know, shows like that or, or anything outside of that? 100%. Okay. Definitely, 100%. I mean, as cliche as it is going to sound, and I'm not attempting to, but, you know, Kat Von D in a little way was, you know, one of the first females who took a very male-dominated industry and said, you know what, I'm going to do it. And although TV portrays it in very different ways and they make it seem very different to what tattooing really is, but it, it was very inspiring to see this really rad female artist to kind of redefined herself redefined tattoos redefined the way she was going about it and made a very big stamp into changing the taboo of tattoos you know I think growing up for me I was very lucky to have a family that was very open-minded to it but everyone around me that you know tattoos were like a no-go or it was still very judged or still very like a far-fetched idea so seeing that it became very normal and watching these shows kind of made it normal it made it seem cool it made it you know, come away from the old school feeling of, you know, what tattoos were related to, the typical stereotypes. Um, and I think it really opened a new wave for, for people to understand how tattoos can be and that they don't have to be portray portrayed in such a stereotypical way, you know. So it was very, very inspiring for me. Um, and yeah, like I said, with the female tattoo artists coming up and being so open about it, um, and being so famous in the same way, it kind of gave you that boost that I can do it too, you know. There's so many male tattoo artists, and it is very male-dominated. So it's really, really beautiful and inspiring to see females. And, I mean, in Joburg, in South Africa, in four ways, you know, in this area, there are so many females coming up, and it is absolutely incredible to see. So I think that's been a very big inspiring factor. Yeah, and how has that been for you, you know, being a female, owning your own studio, um, and just gathering, you know, experience from, you know, your apprenticeship and 
did you kind of see a different way in which females were kind of seen as artists or do you think that's kind of slowly changing especially in the South African uh, space I think so from what I've heard from a lot of my clients saying and a lot of the people I've spoken to a lot of the clientele is looking for a female artist so many people you know because it's not seen often and because you know, your usual tattoo studio, you find them, you see them, it is very male-dominated. And that that's fine. They're good. They're amazing at what they do. Um, but a lot of my clients and a lot of other clients I've spoken to have said they are so happy, empowered, excited. They feel safe to have a female tattoo artist. I think, you know, like I said, it's a very vulnerable procedure. You're lying there. You're kind of trusting someone with your body. You're letting a stranger that you don't really know touch you, you know, in your space for a long a long period of time so it is very vulnerable um and there is a lot of that fear and that anxiety feelings that come around it so I think having a female who can at least be a calm you know setting for you definitely helps and I think a lot of the clients are really looking for that um and they do say I mean I don't want to just you know disrespect anyone but I know a lot of a lot of people have said you know the the female touch the gentle touch that females do provide and it has been said a lot and they do feel that a lot so I think I think it is really coming up and people are loving it so much more so and you know going into kind of the way and it's I suppose it's anxiety for you as well how do you feel about that has you know obviously as you progress and you, you gain experience you kind of learn to manage it but how is it for you as an artist and especially if you go back into your you know early Um, time tattooing how was that for you kind of dealing with that anxiety as well so yeah it's obviously super scary I mean from start to finish even to now I've been in three years long and like it's still you get those days you get those moments you're like deep breath deep breath can I do this you know but I think you know obviously in the beginning it's very different it's like I don't know you know you as much as you have your training um nothing can train you for that first ever tattoo because it's it's different, you know, it's actual skin, it's a moving person, it's a living being, it's someone who's going to have that forever, you know, so that anxiety was basically crippling, I remember I tattooed my sister for the first time, and it was very spontaneous, she came into the studio that day, and she said, you're tattooing me today, and I was like, I'm not prepped, I'm not prepped, I can't do this, she's like, yes, you can, and you're going to, and I remember just shaking, and I was like, I can't, I'm shaking, I can't do it, and the first couple tattoos were like that, you shake, just from that fear and that anxiety, but in the same breath, when you when you watch your body and your mind go through that fear and what comes out on the other side is this perfectly tattoo, it's straight lines, the dots are good, everything's really, really perfect. I think it, it taught me a lot for, for the other aspects of my life to say, you know, use that anxiety, use that fear, use that ner- nervousness to to propel you through, to to get forward and look how far you've come, you know. And I think still to this day, no matter how good you are, no matter how good you get, that little bit of fear is good. I think it's healthy. I think it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you focused that every single piece you go, it's got to be perfect. Every single piece has got to be better than my last one. You know, you're only as good as your last tattoo. One of my other friends said that to me a while ago, and it was such a beautiful statement because it is. So still to this day, that that fear is there, but I do think it's, it is really helpful, and I think it really does propel you forward to put in so much effort for every single piece, no matter how small, no matter how big, no matter how many times I've done the same one, I've still have a little bit of that, you know. So so each client gets a very personal experience with you in the same breath, you know. And, you know, post-client, you know, after they get their tattoo, it's, you know, in the, the arts form industry, because I do photography and video, and when you get that feedback where it's like, listen, this is really great work, how much or like how good does that make you feel and how much does um you know social media and posting your work out there for people to kind of see um how much does that contribute to you kind of you know using that as continuous inspiration and and moving forward definitely it's a very big aspect i made a joke many years ago when i started and i said you know what it's like a canvas or a photograph that says thank you and it it really is it's <clears throat> i think my favorite my absolute favorite part of my career of tattooing is the person's reaction. I have clients who just cry, who just sit there and cry with gratitude. Or, you know, if you do a lot of memorial pieces or scar cover-ups or stuff that, that aids clients in healing, 
um, and you just you see that you're part of that healing process and you see the gratitude of how you've affected and changed the rest of their life and I know it sounds really cheesy but it is because forever that little part of what I've done will be with that person I mean she can cover it up and remove it but it's still there you know so it is possibly my most favorite thing in any of my days is just the client's reaction you know their happiness their excitement their gratitude and their awe sometimes they stand there like and it's just amazing to be able to create that for someone because I know that feeling, you know, I know what it's like to give that to an artist or even like you said, for photography, you know, when you, when your photographer sends you some photos, you're like, ah, I can't, be, you know, so it is, it's, it's amazing. And being able to show it on social media and, you know, post your work and get really positive reviews, it's absolutely incredible. I think it propels you that much more forward, you know, in this industry with a lot of comparison and competitiveness you know, there is a lot of self-doubt that does creep in, you know, there's a lot of, oh, that one's so much better, what am I not doing enough of, which I think is very healthy, I think it keeps you progressing, but there are days where that can be crippling, and there are days where you sit back and go, you know, what am I doing wrong, should I be doing this, and then that that feedback, and the positivity from clients, and the way they take what you've given them, really, really helps with those days, and it does, it, it pushes you forward to continue to do what you do, and do it even better each time, so that each client can have that amazing, overwhelming emotional reaction. Would you say, you know, there's been a, especially with dealing with clients, what has been the pattern in a sense where uh, they come in with a story behind their tattoo and how many of them just come in with like, you know, I like this, can you can you do this for me? So I think it's, I definitely think it's changing a lot. I mean, when I first started getting tattooed, every tattoo must have a meaning. If it doesn't have a meaning, don't get a tattoo. You know, I had that big belief system. And the more I do it and the more I'm part of the industry, I realize that it's still an art form. And so tattooing something because you like it is still a piece of art, which still then entails a story. So I do think most and a lot of the people that do come in do have a beautiful story behind it or really creative meaning or it, it does have a very big connection to it. And the ones that don't, I personally believe it still has their own story, although it might not be, you know, this birth flower because of this, that, or the rest. It's still, I like that piece of art for a reason. It resonates with that person for some other reason, whether it's a picture of an avocado and they're getting an avocado tattooed because it's trendy and it's cool. It's still relating to them. It's still resonating with them for a specific reason. So I personally believe tattoos are a storybook. It it tells a little part of every single person, no matter how random and related that tattoo is, it's a little bit of becoming an extrovert in a way. You're allowing the world to see a part of you on your skin. And so, yeah, some of the stories are incredible and beautiful and they come with these elaborate ideas of communicating them. And to tattoo that is just amazing. You know, you, you get to be a part of telling that story, but in the same breath, the other ones are just as much of a story for that person even though it might not have this deep philosophical meaning. You know, kind of just going a little bit back to, you know, you studying graphic design and marketing, how much has that helped you? You know, you mentioned how, you know, you fully booked, basically you've been fully booked now for almost four months, five months, going into the future as well. How much has that kind of helped you and given you a bit of an edge in the industry, kind of having that background information and using, you know, for instance, social media as a platform to kind of gain that traction? It's definitely helped huge amounts, huge, huge, huge amounts. I know of a few people who have tried to to go out on their own um, and didn't quite make it. And I don't think it's anything to do with their art. They're incredible artists, but I think it does have a lot to do with your knowledge of marketing, your knowledge of networking. You know, this industry is very, very, very important with, with networking and how you network yourself to people. And so, I mean, just graphic design as it is, you can design a logo for yourself. You know, it helps with design aspects, all of that, but the marketing as well. You know, I've learned how to brand a brand and therefore branding myself and therefore how to communicate that brand for I'm having a degree. So it really has helped tremendously to be able to push my brand out now, you know, to turn studying to do that for other people to then use it for myself. So it really, really has helped huge amounts. I think it's given me an edge in terms of being able to do it well. Um, I have another person who works in the same space as me and he also studied graphic design and worked there for eight years of his life. So, And it's helped him tremendously. He is also doing absolutely amazing on his own. And I think, 
you know, that just shows having that knowledge and having that background really, really helps you be able to get into the market competitively as well. You know, understanding brand awareness, understanding brand communication definitely helps you communicate your brand in a competitive space to help you stand out from what's different, to help you stand out. I mean, my tiny little studio versus a big shop name in a retail mall, you know, how do I differentiate that? How do I, you know, show people that I'm still offering such a brilliant service even though I don't have these huge signs in a big space, you know? What would you say, you know, obviously you can't dumb this down for like a one minute kind of piece, but for someone out there, and it doesn't have to be in the tattoo industry, but how do you use social media as like a good well, a platform to kind of push your, your business um, in a sense where you can kind of, you know, what tips can you give them for instance, if they've done a job, so it could be, a photo shoot, a, a tattoo or something along those lines, what do you recommend them to do, you know, post the completion of that job? So I think people need to understand that we're very, very lucky for having social media right now. You know, I've explained it. It is free marketing. It really is. Instagram, Facebook, basically for free, you get to say, this is what I do. You don't have to pay for it. You don't have to put too much effort into it. I mean, obviously the more effort you do, the better it goes, but it is free marketing essentially. And so with the creative industry in a lot of aspects, my work stands for myself. So it's a little bit easier as well as maybe photography, videography, whatever it is, it kind of stands for itself. I've done this, look at it, now let me boost it. Do you know what I mean? So social media really helps with that, especially Instagram, because it gives you a visual representation of what you do, a visual representation of your brand. And I think there is so much information out there on how to utilize social media correctly. If you just type in the best time to post based on when people are taking lunch breaks, based on engagement, based on etc., it is so it's there at your fingertips. So, you know, it just takes a little bit of time and energy to A create your tone of what you want to say because everybody's doing it. Everyone is using social media to boost their business. So it's really important to create a tone of who you are and what your business stands for so people can then relate to that and what differentiates you as well as you know a specific style of who you are and how you post it so whether it's what the way you caption things you know like for me my tone I speak the way I speak as a person you know I'll say I absolutely love this and I'll get excited with my caption you know it's not it's not written maybe very well, but that's just who I am. So I'm giving you a part of who I am and that allows people to relate. So I think using social media, it's very important to to share who you are because that allows people to resonate with you and therefore use your brand. And research, research, research. There is so much research out there of how to, when to, what to post, you know, different ways to do it. And it really, really is so helpful. It's free you know, if you want to then boost posts, even better. But I mean, if you're not using social media for your brand, I definitely think there's a huge gap in your business that is lacking. So definitely, and research, like I said, is the best and easiest way to find out because certain brands also need different times or people resonate with it differently. So it's, it's really, really easy out there and really, really important to use it. And, you know, going back to you starting your own or, or moving into your own space, how much of you know, your initial circle, so family, friends, how much did that and their support kind of help you? Because there's always the saying like, you know, you start a business, you always, um, if it's your friend, you don't ask them for a discount kind of thing. Like you should go there, you know, support them with the full intention of, you know, getting the product at the, at the full price. So how much has that kind of been a factor with you? So family and friends, I mean, I think I'm, I'm so, so, so grateful just going back to when you're starting out, you need people who are going to trust you to let you practice on them, correct? So you need people who are going to say, you know what, you're my sister, you're my friend, you're my family, whatever, I trust you. If it goes wrong, it's okay, whatever, you know? So that helped me huge, huge, huge amounts in my developmental period um, to to have time to practice, to have people who really trusted me. Um, and I think that propelled me forward. And through that, the support of them in terms of just sharing the business, sharing the company, you know, taking business cards out with them everywhere they go and just, you know, pushing the name. So it's been so helpful and so important to have that support. I think it's helped me tremendously in just 
you know, feeling safe and feeling like I'm able to do this because there is that backing around me. There are people who trust me. There are people who have watched me grow from the start to now. I think obviously there is always that factor of friends expecting discounts or friends wanting discounts. Um, and I think there's a very important line between, you know, allowing them to wholeheartedly support you as well as, you know, giving them a little bit of a discount or giving them something, you know, to, to let them have it to then go and, you know, spread your business and spread your name. So I think there's a very fine line. It's always going to happen. I get it often. Someone hasn't spoken to me in five years. Hey, friend, how's that friend discount looking? You know, it's there. It happens. You learn to roll with it. But I think, you know, what people need to understand that it's always going to happen. But as long as you're supporting that person's business in any aspect, if you can't financially come and support it, share it. Tell your friends about it, you know carry business cards around with you whatever it is it's really really important to have that and I think it really it allows people to trust you in a different way because if that person is trusting me the five people who trust her can then trust me in the same breath you know so it really does create a beautiful trust circle between clients and people and new clients you know have you ever been approached by you know the influencer um people or yeah the people who who are claimed you know influencers um, have you been approached by them to kind of say, listen, give me a free tattoo and then I'll kind of post about it? And how do you deal with that if you have kind of received that that request? So I've received it a few times by people who aren't very big influencers. So, you know, it's again, it's a give and take. It's if you exposure doesn't pay rent and everybody knows that and a lot of people in the creative industry I know that is the biggest frustration like exposure is you don't pay people in exposure however you know if there is a good balance between the two if I know giving you this product or if I know you know giving you this tattoo is going to allow me to get a different market that I maybe I'm not tapping into it's very fair so it has happened a few times um, I'm very open to it. I am really, I'm, I'm very open to trading. I'm very open to, you know, if I give you a tattoo and you can go and get me a hundred clients, I'm very happy for that, you know, as long as it's resonating in the same way, as long as it's a fair trade of energy of, you know, what I'm giving and take. So I think it's really important to be able to do that in the same breath. And, but as well as just, you know, monitor it, you don't want to sell yourself short. You don't want to go and do it. 15,000 rand piece and two people follow you, you know, it's not good balance. But if it is giving you a new market, if it is giving you, you know, new clientele, it's important. I think it is important to have a good balance of somewhat of exposure for trading as well as, you know, financial support in the same breath, you know. And going into the more artistic um, topic now is, there's, I mean, tattoo has kind of lost its taboo nature in some sense like it's not as frowned upon as it used to be um especially in the the business industry you know in corporates you know people are kind of showing up with tattoos and it's not really like you know this is wrong you shouldn't do that cover it up it's more like okay it's a part of who you are express yourself that's fine have you seen kind of a pattern amongst you know male and female and if you can kind of discuss you know the patterns that you've seen in terms of maybe the location of tattoos and the style that you've kind of seen over the past two years or so so as much as tattoo there are there's, there's not a big taboo anymore you know people younger and younger different like you said career paths a lot of people are getting them um i think in terms of if we're looking at it in a business sense although corporate is opening up to it a lot more it is still very you know make sure it's covered so in terms of that, there's a big trend as to where people get it. In high, like places that are not visible, females, a lot of their sternum, ribs, huge ribs. Everybody gets rib tattoos, actually, especially in the incorporate, male and female. It's a, it's a huge spot for that. Um, I definitely think there are big trends between male and female, especially, you know, like the, the first couple of tattoos or, you know people who who have a lot of tattoos and therefore don't mind it they kind of don't really mind where they put it it's not really a trend it's just like i like that spot it looks cool whatever however the most trendy spots there is a huge huge trend a lot of them do overlap and align so like i said with ribs male and female it's usually a little bit of the younger generation who want to hide it from parents or you know hide it from certain family or from work or not sure where they want to go with their career so ribs is a huge one on the neck is a huge one especially for females sternum is very big for females again it can be hidden 
little wrist tattoos, leg tattoos, those are big. Males, I mean, they're no, not often do they get super small ones. Um, in my experience, with a lot of the clients that I have, the males you do generally get a bit of big pieces. Um, I think it's mainly just to cover the space. I don't know, you know, I can't judge. I personally think tattoos look cool. If you want a small one, a big one, I don't really mind at all. But I do think, you know, people do still follow a very structured way of thinking of how males should have bigger pieces because it looks less feminine well actually it doesn't really matter you know it's up to you and what you like but there, there is a, a, a big trend between the two and you can see that a lot more frequently and you know just your with your experience what's the weirdest tattoo that you've ever done i get asked this question every basically three times a week i get asked this question and it's so super weird because it's so hard to to answer it, you know, people ask, what's your favorite tattoo? And it's so difficult because I don't really have one. I think my experience has been the favorite. Um, I think the weirdest tattoo I've done off the top of my head was a little drawing from a client's niece. She had drawn it for her and it was a werewolf. Um, it was super, super weird. And I think it, it was weird for me to tattoo it because it was a child's drawing. So I had to tattoo it in a child way. But knowing who this client was and knowing her story, it, it was perfect. It fit her. It fit her story so perfectly. And I don't think I'll ever forget that tattoo for the rest of my life. And so that's probably the weirdest one I've done. Um, there have been a few strange ones, but I think, you know, you don't really, it doesn't really stick with you, you know. They've just been like, I remember the client walking and telling me, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Okay, are we sure? Cool, okay, let's do it as long as you're happy, you know. So there's a lot of those moments. Um, but I think you have to be very, very open-minded. You can't be very biased to what I like and what I don't like because, I mean, I'm pretty sure half my clients think my tattoos are ridiculous because they don't just resonate with that. So, you know, you kind of, you have your moments of, whoa, what's happening? And you kind of let it pass so that you can give that client your full excitement, your full passion into that piece, even though you might not resonate with it or think it's super odd, you know? How much of a role do you play, you know, when someone comes in, they give you a P, uh, a design or if they don't come in with a design, how much of a role do you play, you know, in kind of helping them decide where to get it done? Is that kind of a huge part of the, the job as well? Or do you find that people usually come in and they have like a set, you know, vision of so the tattoo? A lot, a lot of people do have set ideas of where they want it. Either they've seen it on Pinterest, they've seen it on a friend, they've seen it somewhere, they've looked at that part of their body and been like, oh, I want a tattoo there. So a lot of the time <clears throat> they do, but if a, a big amount of people do ask for your opinion, you know, what do you think of this placement? You know, what do you think of my career in this placement? What do you think of... So, so there's a lot of that where they, they want to know. I mean, longevity of tattoos is obviously super important. You want your tattoos to last. You want them to not fade, etc. So, you know, if you're a person who works out in the sun all day and in the water and in the beach, you know, your placement is really important because it is going to fade. If you're someone who doesn't really matter... So I think, I think it is really important. A lot of clients do ask that. Um, I have a few clients who come in and go, I have no idea. I want this to look cool. Where should I put it? And I'm like, I don't know. Where, where do you like it? So, you know, but you do have to create that. And I think the knowledge of knowing certain body areas, certain body parts, the pain of that area, the longevity of that area, the healing of it, it will help the client to understand, you know, what will be better for them. So it is very important. Some clients come in wanting it in that place and I have to tell them like, happy to do it for you but please bear in mind this fades quicker this won't last as long this will be more painful not that pain should dictate where you get a tattoo but i'm just making you aware prior so that you can sit through it you know so it is very important a lot of clients do depend on that a lot of clients have a set idea and if you tell them the t's and c's in a way you know they they do then are open to changing it you know everyone wants their tattoo to be the best that they can be for as long as it can be so they're very open-minded to understanding what's going to help that. What has been, you know, kind of the reaction to that? And to, to an extent, you know, kind of choosing a spot, does that, you know, a certain body part or uh, area kind of make you more nervous doing a piece? Has that kind of contributed to that as well? Like if it's a more visual piece, for instance, like a neck piece, does that kind of add to the to the nervousness on your side? So I don't think the the visibility is so much, but more of the skin type. So skin type across your entire body is, is different. 
the outer arm is tighter and rougher skin and tougher skin versus the inner arm versus your sternum versus your ribs. Your ribs are super, super elastic, elastic, elasticized. So stretching that area is super important. Your client then breathes, so it moves a lot. So certain areas, yes, because you know how difficult that skin is to tattoo. You know how <clears throat> difficult it is for clients to sit well during that area. Super, super painful areas. Yeah, you do get a bit more nervous because you know the clients aren't going to sit super well through it. You know the clients are going to be apprehensive. You know they're going to move. They're going to want a lot of breaks or... Like I said, with the ribs, stomach area as well. You can't stretch so nicely. So those areas, they're harder to tattoo. No matter how good you are, they are more difficult than other areas. So yeah, the, the nerves of that. Obviously, you know, the more visible sometimes it is like, but I think it just is very dependent on, you know, the skin type. I mean, the next skin, it's hard to get there because of your shoulder, the person being in the way. It's difficult to really get in there. So you know, the nerves are there, you know it's going to be a, a painful tattoo for yourself, it's going to be sore on your back, it's going to be hard to hold yourself, so, you know, that all plays in your mind to understand, you know, how you're going to feel throughout the process, um, and the nerves are then linked to that, so I, it's not so much the visibility, but more of the skin type, and how you know your client is going to behave during that, or how they're going to sit for it. And if there's someone out there now who's looking to get a tattoo, what spot, and they let's say they kind of they don't have the the vision of where it needs to be yet what would be your um, suggestion on the easiest you know less painful place to get it done and kind of along the lines of where you've done most of your tattoos okay so my favorite area to tattoo is calf and forearm the skin is super stretched the ink goes in so nicely it is honestly just my favorite to tattoo but the least painful, the best way to describe it to clients is stand there straight. All the places that you see has a lot of exposure to the sun and on the outside of your body, so not the inner side, is less painful than the inside. So outer thigh versus inner thigh, outer arm versus inner bicep, those are all completely different. So <clears throat> if you're thinking about it that way, on the external points will be less painful. Arms are far less painful than most of your body. So the outside of your arm, the inside of your forearm, those are the least painful areas of your body that, you know, would be great to tattoo. The skin's super stretched. It's quite easy healing. You know, it, it, it's not too sore. It's not too sore to sleep, to move, to etc. So those are possibly the easiest. Obviously, ankles are also quite easy because it's small. You don't really do big ones. It's not too painful. Um, behind your ear, it's not painful at all. Um, I personally don't know, but from every client that has told me, behind your ear, you, don't, you just hear it. You don't... Um, actually feel it so those are the areas that are the least painful but I've always said like it's super hard to want to place a tattoo based on pain tattoos hurt some people find it less painful some people find it more painful tattoos are going to hurt I'm sticking a needle into your skin it's going to be painful and um, there's obviously like areas that are more and less but to place a tattoo based on that it takes away from your experience, you know, because either way, you're going to feel the pain. So if it's somewhere you really, really want it and you know it's going to be sore, build up that courage and build up that, that strength to get through it. Don't move it somewhere just because of that pain because I find you end up regretting that just based on the pain. And when you get through your tattoo, as sore as it can be sometimes, you know, after the X amount of hours, you're like, oh, okay, like, cool, that's done. Ow, that hurt, but I'm good now. So... I think it's very important to rather just go with what you visually like or what means the most to you or a body area that you maybe resonate with rather than the pain factors. And, you know, when what kind of resonated when I asked you about, you know, why open up your own place and, you know, what kind of contributed to that? You kind of talked about, you know, breaking the stereotypes. What are some of the stereotypes that are kind of um, very prominent in the tattoo industry and, what kind of misconceptions are there as well? You know, for instance, um, dark-skinned people aren't really that, um, what's the word? Like they're not the best canvas to tattoo on, for instance, or something along those lines. What are kind of those those um, misconceptions and stereotypes that you find that are prominent in the, in the industry and that you are trying to kind of break? So for me, um, when I started, so my mom personally, she... Has a lot of tattoos, but no parent really goes like, woohoo, let's go be a tattoo artist, you know, because of the stereotypes. 
because nine-tenths of... They are changing amazingly now. But five years ago, they weren't. Every Most studio you'd walk into was probably black and red. I'm being very honest. If you can think about it in your head, everyone's going to laugh and say, actually, that's right. It was black and red. <clears throat> majority males, majority quite scary-looking dudes, and no offense to them because half of them are amazing. You guys are incredible if you do listen to this. You guys are amazing. But it is. They look very hectic. They look intense and scary. And, you know, that is a huge stereotype and there's a reason it existed. And so when I came into it, my mom obviously was like, I don't want you to go work, like, in that space. And I said, you know, that's what I want to change. I want a studio to be a space where you don't have heavy metal rock music blaring in your ear. And you're like, "Ah," and then you've got the scary... I get why that exists, and it's amazing that it does, and some people absolutely love that, and they're welcome to, but for me, I know getting tattooed, I want a space where I walk in, and I go, I can breathe, I'm nervous already, I'm feeling apprehensive already, so I wanted to change the stereotype to create a safe environment, to play calming music, to play, actually, what music would you like to listen to today, because this is your space, this is not my space, my my studio provides like a a sense of privacy in a way so you can lie there and not feel like you have 15 people coming to check what's happening and ask you your story you know I want to change all those stereotypes where the people who are super anti-tattoos kind of look at it and go oh I can see that happening for myself I can see myself going to that I want to create a space that's that's calm and safe I want to create a space that's that's not judgy that's not intense that's not you know I wanted to change that stereotype in that way, to change, for me, what tattoos have done for me over my life, I wanted to provide that for clients, you know, I want to provide a sense of, you can change who you are in a beautiful way, you can heal certain aspects of you through tattooing, you can heal certain traumas you've been through, through tattooing, you know, it doesn't have to just be loud music, scary, hectic black piece of tattoo on you you know so that's a big stereotype change that I really really did want to provide for people and I feel like I have um a lot of misconceptions with tattoos I mean it it is darker skin is harder to tattoo on you've got black ink and you've got darker skin it's it's fact and what people don't understand is that your tattoo goes two layers under your skin you have melanin cells in your skin that are of color whether you're pale or not it's still melanin skulls cell so it grows over to then heal your tattoo for it to stay in your skin. So, yeah, your first week or two, whilst it's still open, your tattoo is going to look a certain way. And when that melanin skin grows over it, it has a color to it. So it therefore changes the color of your tattoo. So darker people, it is harder to tattoo on. doesn't mean you can't get them. doesn't mean you shouldn't get them. It just means it's not going to look the way it does on a super pale person. Um... It also, you know, it just depends on what you go with. If you're really, really dark, don't go with a full-on black design. Do a lot of open space so that your skin creates that contrast and that balance. So it's very important to also understand your... Or allow your artist to understand, you know, knowledge about this, to provide that for you, so that if you do have dark skin and you're really apprehensive, there are ways to go about it where it can still look amazing. You know, so... those are misconceptions there's a reason a lot of them do exist there's a reason the stereotypes do exist you know they're not there for no reason I just think they are changing and allowing them to change is important and I think a lot of people are doing a really good job at that a lot of the studios I've seen lately are bright and beautiful and trendy and trees all of them have flowers and trees in and it's beautiful so it definitely is changing across the board which is incredible and just to close on, you know, if there are people, young kids, older people who are looking to kind of journey into this industry, can you maybe talk about the services you provide? So whether it be um, tattoo design or tattoo actually tattooing, you know, what kind of ways are there to kind of get into this industry? So with the tattooing, like a lot of people are going the custom route, we don't copy, so you have to design almost every single tattoo yourself. You come to with ideas, I redesign it, I then tattoo it. So those are obviously the two main elements. You have the design aspect and the actual tattooing aspect. Um, obviously, it just depends on the size of the studio, but there are a lot of people who then become receptionists for studios that are then in the industry, in the vibe, but then can offer that. Obviously, like admin. I mean, I know for myself, I need admin help. I'm, you know, I'm not good at admin. I'm not good at counting. I'm not good at those things. I'm happy to admit that that's not me. 
And so some people might offer that, you know. I know if my studio starts expanding, that is definitely something I will offer and get someone to help me with that. So there are ways to look at it. It obviously just depends on the size of the studio. It just depends on that. I mean, I know there are some studios that offer... Um, they are our suppliers. There are only two or three major suppliers here. So, you know, if you want to get into it that way, that you, you can become part of the supply chain. Um, but, I mean, the, the easiest way is just go and open a conversation. Go to studios, go to people, open your conversation. Say, you know, I don't necessarily know how to draw or want to tattoo, but I want to be part of it. And there are ways to be a part of it. I mean, the black and white of it is that you tattoo or you design or you draw, you know. Um, but there are a bunch of other ways. I think it's also just important to, if you do want to start an apprenticeship, if you do want to get into the industry, you know, a lot of people have asked me the best way. The first thing is definitely have a portfolio. 100% of your drawing, your digital drawings, your paintings, your sketching, design aspects, collage, mosaic, actually doesn't really matter. But put together a portfolio so people can see your creativity they can see your conceptual development work how you can conceptualize what a client would want and what you can turn it into they can see obviously your attention to detail do you know how to shade do you know highlights do you know low lights do you know depth all of those different aspects so portfolios are really important before you go anywhere make sure you have that because it just sets you up a much better level for people to want to take you the tattooing industry is a tough industry to crack it is hard it is a lot of people set in very old school mentality, the way they were taught, they therefore bring that forward to teach you. So, you know, I've always said have a tough skin. I never used to. I used to be the biggest crybaby ever. And I really had to learn to have a tough skin to deal with the industry, that people can be really mean. But it's, it's good to have that tough skin because it allows you to deal with clients, make sure that you can, you know, chat to people. I never. I used to be so shy, so 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 shy. I wouldn't talk to my clients. I'd walk in. I'm like, hi. And now you know, I've learned to create conversation, to chat to people, to make them feel comfortable. Hi, how are you? Coming in, you know, a little bit of a bubbly personality. So those aspects really, really help if you do want to get into it. Like I said, tough skin and just you know a really, really good work ethic. You've got to go above and beyond to get really good at it. Um, the first couple of months of any apprenticeship are not fun. You know, you don't see tattooing, you don't see stenciling, you don't see setting up for the first, like, three months most of the time. So, you know, it is a lot of why am I doing this that comes up or am I ever going to get there, you know? But a lot of hard work, resilience, pushing forward through it will really get you there. And if you do want to do it, it's amazing. It's the best job I've ever done and I'll never do anything else, so... And just a quick question out of curiosity, um, with, you know, you mentioned uh, digital designing, how much of that has kind of become a growing um, part of the, the industry now, especially with technology advancing, you know, with the iPad Pros and the pencil, that kind of thing? Is that something that you use personally as well? Yes, I do. It's huge. I mean, if you look at, because obviously America and overseas is a lot more advanced than we are with tattooing, with our equipment, with any of that. And if you look at the really, really, really big, famous, amazing tattoo artists, they are all using Procreate, they're all using these apps and the iPad, and they're drawing and they're designing. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Usually you would sketch and you would draw it, and then you'd have to scan it because you need to stand. It's done that all for you so much easier. So it is huge. Digital drawings are very big. I mean, it's most of what we do because I want to draw it for you myself from my mind. So I'm going to use this app to do it for me. So it is huge. And I mean, it helps tremendously to be able to design differently and draw differently and create amazing custom pieces. I mean, there's functions on these certain apps that allow symmetry, that allow straight lines. So you know what I mean? It's just made the whole drawing and creative process so much easier and more transparent, which allows you to do more. And just to close off on, you know, for the people out there who, you know, are kind of on the fence with tattoos and the ones that are completely against it, what can you kind of, you know, tell them just to kind of break that stereotype, judgmental kind of barrier? So a big thing is I'm not scary. I'm still a cool person. You know, a lot of it, I think people instantly judge you because of that stereotype. If you have tattoos, know that you're going to get judged and accept that. Um, it's something I've had to learn. Accept the judgment because it is there and it always will be there. Um, and if you take it with a pinch of salt and a smile on your face, it goes a long way. And the people who don't like it, that's okay too. The same way I don't judge you for not having a tattoo, I would hope you don't do that to me. But, you know, I understand why you have that stereotype and I understand why 
you think the way you do, I really do understand that. But just know that it is changing and that a lot of us are smart, intelligent, educated, really nice people who just like pictures on our body. That's basically it, you know? We're not scary. We're not mean. We're not off the wall. We really just are cool people who like pictures on our body. So if you're on the fence, that's cool too. Take your time. A lot of people, you know, have said to me, I really want a tattoo, but like, I just don't know what or when. And I'm like, that's okay. It will come to you. And I truly do firmly believe it will come to you. You'll wake up one day and go, aha, today I want it. Or you know you want one, but you don't know what. It will come. Don't rush the process. Tattoos are not going anywhere. It will come. Be patient with it. If you never, ever, 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 ever want to get one, that's okay too. We don't judge you. We don't hate you either. It's it's really okay, you know, as long as it's just understanding that we're just as kind as you are. So just give us that same love back. At least most of us are. And for the people that are, you know, where can they find you? You know, what what's your Instagram and Facebook? So you can follow me on at Jada Kelly Tattoos. So at Jada underscore Kelly underscore Tattoos. And Jada Kelly Tattoos on Facebook. My website will be launching very soon as well. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Pop me a message or a DM at any time. And you're welcome to come through. Thank you so much for your time, Jada. Cool, dude. Thank you so much. That was amazing. I really appreciate it.